So my, I uh, just want to talk about this real quick. I got myself a uh, homemade pop filter today. Yeah, baby. What's the deal? <laughs> I don't know. I was, I was thinking about it this morning and I was like, man, I wonder if there's anything I could hook up. And it was actually, Mandy was funny. She's like, what if we used a pair of pantyhose? And I was like, that's exactly what I was thinking. Guess what, dude? What's up? Epi- episode 49. What? I- this is episode 49. This is Buds Podcast. Dot cam. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. It's, uh, it's Sunday. We're doing our usual Sunday thing. Yeah. And, uh... I don't know what's up. I, I, it's weird. I, I, on the one hand, you know, we've talked about this throughout the past couple of weeks. It's like we want to keep doing this to give everybody who's got all this extra time on their hands right yeah. now something to listen to. But it's all. I also, I, I'm gonna be honest. I feel like I feel kind of like a fraud in that. You know, I, I haven't, I, I haven't gone out of the house. I, I don't have any new gear that's coming in the house. I just, I feel like this weird stagnation that hopefully. Yeah. Um, isn't too boring you know we'll try to make sure we 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 keep that in mind as we as we chit chat throughout this episode well i mean i looked through the doc today and you've definitely been at work hard at work um getting us at least (laughs) no at least some good articles to talk about and some really interesting topics so you know and and i feel the same way man it's like i can't even talk about i mean i haven't had a band practice in like almost three weeks i think or something um seriously so you know i haven't made contact with another person um outside of uh i think i think it was like russ and charlie you know three weeks ago or something like that so it's and and random folks at cvs of course you know when i swing by Naturally. there but um i have to say it's 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 been weird and I, I do have a tip for the listeners out there and i you mentioned this i think we may not have been recording last week when you mentioned it but you did a facetime with a friend um we yeah. we had a i guess you would call it a, a hang and happy hour on friday night with with a bunch of people on, on like a zoom conference call totally and dude it was so fun, man. I mean, because you could just tell everybody was just dying to like see people's faces and interact with people. Um, and we we had a blast, man. Everybody's having cocktails, and you know, it, there was like I think it was like eight or nine people in the in the meeting, and um, you know, it started with like three people, and then we kept like inviting other people, and of course, people are going to join because they have nothing else to do, and uh, it turned out to be a really fun time. So I, I would definitely suggest that. I mean. I kind of joked about it and I was like, oh, you know, to see somebody on a screen is not that big of a deal. But when that's all you really have, it actually makes a big difference. Yeah, dude, it totally does. I think that's 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 super important right now. And it's funny you mentioned that thing about like, oh, well, you know, you invite someone, of course, they're going to join, which which adds extra anxiety for me because I love <laughs> bailing on plans. I love yeah. like having an excuse not to do stuff. Sure. <laughs> You're right. Right now yeah. it's just like, seriously, what the fuck else are you going to do? I've seen the meme. Uh, I've seen the meme where it's like uh, people are like, well, the quarantine's perfect for me because I like to stay inside anyways. Now I don't have to like lie about, you know, what I'm trying to do. Well, let's just dive into the symphony, bro. Yeah, bro. Uh, what do you got? You know, uh, you know, bro, uh, the, here's your weekly reminder. Cables are tone tubes. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of a little contest update. So we do have a winner. We talked about this. I've decided that for the time being, I'm not going to send it because okay. I just, I don't know. Like I don't, uh, there's all this talk about the postal service might even cease operations for a while. I just feel like sending a patch cable in the mail right now is just adding extra stress into a system and, and extra possible contamination for people. So I yep. just don't want to even deal with that right now. No worries. Uh, Brady, that cable is yours. And by the way, it's not a cable. It's a tone tube. 
and we'll send that shit out as soon as it's, it's it's all good. But that has been earmarked. That will not be going anywhere. And you know what? Frankly, even if even if I do end up using that one, I'll just make another one anyways. Yeah, yeah. No, appreciate appreciate him. Um, you know, listening to the cast and uh, being excited and telling his friends. So, yeah, we'll make sure we do something special for Brady. Yeah, exactly. Uh, also, reminder: follow us on Instagram, Facebook, subscribe, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Google, blah 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 blah. blah, blah, blah. blah, blah. Um, want to add one thing just, and this is just really sort of apropos of nothing, but you know, I think we've probably all been on our phones a lot at this point. Yeah. And, um, I just want to say that the, that like sort of reminder that the iPhone screen time thing gives you once a week can get fucked right now <laughs> because seriously don't, I didn't need to know that I spent nine hours on my phone yesterday yeah, no on, on average. Like <laughs> I, I, like I already feel bad enough about that as it is. It's my only thing, uh, that's keeping me connected to the outside world. So just, uh, I, Apple, how about you chill out with the screen time now? notifications all right you know what man i i went down 17 percent last week and i'm i'm quite proud of that actually good for you thank you <laughs> you also have another human being in your home so, yes that uh, is you true. know get no, bent i i do feel like it's important to to try and social media distance yourself quite a bit um during these times i mean it's important to know what's going on and it's important to keep up with your friends but um also don't get sucked into too much news and too much you know crazy shit that's going on yeah, it's all about the balance. Mm-hmm. Uh, what hasn't been in balance has been just the ridiculous amount of time I've been spending looking at Reverb, Craigslist, and eBay listings dude, lately, dude. I have never wanted to buy something so bad in my entire life right now. I don't know. I don't know if it's just because I'm on my phone more or I'm on Reverb more or I'm just like more bored. But tell, tell me about it. What have you been looking at, man? Have you been looking well, at anything I'll, specific? The one thing... Um, I'll, yeah, there have been a few things, and I and frankly, I'm sure I've already shared most of them with you. So you're just gonna have to act, act surprised here. Um, but I will say that uh, you know it is nice to know that even in these in these uncertain and, and crazy times, we can know that Boca Pete down in Florida is still gonna be posting his sleazy eBay ads. Dude, I don't know if people know about Boca Pete. Do they? Have we talked about it? I don't. I don't think we've ever talked about it. <laughs> but I think it's at least worth touching on at this moment. Boca Pete is a man uh, down in uh, Florida. Of yep. course, Naturally. who sells a bunch of semi-interesting instruments, a lot of vintage yeah, stuff, a lot, of, a lot uh, of vintage stuff. And you may know him because he uh, is is also known for every one of his ads. Um, he takes a photo shoot with a scantily clad sort of, um, we'll we'll say we'll say a babe, so, uh, yeah. like what would have been normally been a booth babe. Yeah. Um, probably some lady that he met in a, in a local establishment looking to take off her modeling career, I but it's basically yeah. women in bikinis. They're mo- they're quote unquote models. I guess you could yeah. call them. Um, yeah. So Boca Pete's been around for years, man. It, it's really funny actually. Um, I mean, at least I've known about him at least maybe 10 years and you know, it's, he's using a lot of the same photos, like some of the girls, I think in some of the photos, cause he, he lists guitars, they're not the greatest prices. So he'll list a guitar for like above market value and that ad will just sit and sit and sit. And I've seen, I've seen some of these pictures. I could, I could literally draw it, draw it for you in my head right now. Oh, totally. Um, so what's funny is you know, I think some of those models have gotten a little older and they're probably not even models anymore. It's a good chance. No, nope, you know, definitely not. Um, um, but it's, you know, in times like these, that sort of comfort of knowing that Boca Pete's still down there posting his sleazy eBay ads. Yep. Kind of, kind of felt all right. Um, there was another sleazy ad that I came across that was, I, in my mind, unintentionally sleazy. Uh, and that was uh, a pretty cool. It was a custom shop, Les Paul, okay. that I sent to you. Uh, it was the, it was a 58, so an R8. Uh, but the interesting thing about it was that it was uh, uh, a burst over. So it had a burst finish underneath, but then it was 
finished again oh. with, I think it was like a cream or classic white maybe over oh, the top yeah. of it, oh, but yeah. then aged so that some of the 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 burst under the the finish under the finish was yeah. starting to come through. And this was again, this was a, a custom shop instrument. This wasn't like someone else finished over the burst. They did this as as a run at the factory. And so I was, yeah. I was looking at it and it looked, you know, I'm used to, for me, classic white or Alpine white and on a Gibson, that's either a Les Paul custom or an SG. Like I'm not used to seeing Les Paul standards in that color. So yeah, I was kind of interested in it. I was looking it over and just like enjoying the, enjoying the pictures. And then, and then I started to look a little bit closer and I noticed a, an interesting wear pattern we'll say in the uh, in the top it was like the upper left bout up by the pickup selector switch and mm-hmm. it was at that point that I sent it to you because I wanted to know if if this was just like a Rorschach test for myself yep. or if you would also notice what was going on with this finish um well you know it didn't hit me maybe as quick as it hit you but uh there was a big piece of I guess you would call it paint dribble paint wear that was um shaped like a giant cock yeah I'm calling it the dong burst because I like it, it. it it just, it literally, it looks like a side profile of a semi-erect penis. A big worn one. Worn right into the top of your Les Paul. Oh, yeah, girthy. I mean, but it had the it had proper proportions. It had the right anatomy. It clear, it very much looks like a penis right on the top of your Les Paul. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It was kind of funny because you sent it to me and I was like, oh, that's pretty cool, man. And you didn't send me just like the specific picture of that zoomed in. It was like the whole listing for the guitars. Right. So I was kind of like, oh, that you know, I've actually never seen, um, didn't it have, it had paint over the, over a bird right so it was like right two it, was, it was classic white over the burst which i right. yeah i would have to say I, I haven't seen that very often if ever on a gibson before um you know and i'm not gibson number one but i've seen a lot of fender custom shops and i was kind of like oh that's a really cool kind of twist and uh then you know you were like we'll take a little closer look and i was like oh boy there's a giant hammer on that thing <laughs> <laughs> so um you know uh, and oh, I, by the way, I did show, well, the one person who I'm with uh, all the time now, I showed Mandy just to see if she would pick up on it. And she, she saw it right away. So, yeah. yeah so, um, yeah, man, I, good luck with the sale. I was going to ask you, what would you like, you know, let's say you could get a really good deal, you know, on that thing. Let's say they were like, yeah. all right, we, now we realize there's a giant cock on this guitar. You know, do you want like a 50% discount? Would you, would you get it for like a, a better deal or would you just pass altogether? Oh, I would. I I love the idea of having a dong burst. I think, you know, a custom shop used R8s like those 58, 59, 60 reissues. Mm-hmm. Um, they're new. They're in the like the five to six range, depending on the features. So I think I can't remember. I think he was asking maybe like forty five hundred or yeah. something like that, which is a, which is definitely rich for my blood. I I think that those guitars are probably worth a little bit more, closer to like thirty five hundred. Mm-hmm. Um, I still wouldn't pay that much. A because I already have a bunch of guitars I like. I can be just because I'm not in the market for that. But I think if I saw that guitar for, I don't know, I'm trying to think of what the sort of like impulse buy. Let's say uh, it was like a steal. Let's say it was like 1700 bucks or something like that. Oh, 1700 for sure. I was going to say, I feel like if I saw that guitar for $2,000, I'd buy it instantly. Knowing that, of course, if I don't fall in love with it, I could easily flip it and and at the very least get my money back instantly, but more likely probably make a pretty decent profit. Do you think it would be (laughs) harder to sell? I, man, I don't know. I feel like I, on the one hand, it might alienate some folks, but on the other hand, it might be just like just the thing someone needed to be like, oh, that's that's the one for me. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the fact is, it's it's a finish over a finish, so you there you could theoretically wear that kind off. of wear that off. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I wouldn't want to though. I think it's so amazing that it just wore like that. That I I'm all I'm all in. Yeah, I think yeah, seventeen hundred, no question, buy it instantly. Yeah, but I mean that was a custom shop that somebody you know somebody reliced that guitar, right? That wasn't an That's original. Right. So they, I wonder if the artist had a hand in maybe I don't know, maybe sneaking one in there on him, you know. I would hope so. It's maybe it's sort of like <laughs> one, how like Disney artists will put like a weird yes. penis on the cover of like one of their movies or exactly, whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's sort of like just sl- slipping that in there. But I I don't know, man. I kind of I kind of s- loved it. But sweet guitar. I also though. oh, it was a great guitar, and I also laughed for a solid five oh, minutes, dude, one, After seeing that, once I saw it, I was actually mad at myself for not seeing it earlier in the uh, you know in the photo there. So. Yeah, man. Well, doing 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 great at the top of this episode, getting into dongs and sleazy eBay ads. Hey, you know what? Um, yeah, we've we've been alone in houses for a while. It's you know we got to let it out. You know. Uh, I do want to say also that is I mean completely unrelated, but at least might lead to a decent recommendation for some of our listeners. Um, I have absolutely noticed. And and you know I'm a sports guy. I'm not like some diehard giant sports guy for them for like all seasons and all sports. But I have absolutely noticed and felt the lack of of live and, and current sports going on on TV and in, yeah. in the world right now. Uh, well, because there is none. There's no audiences. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's just like I I, I guess it's one of those uh, you don't know what you've got until it's gone situations where I could just sort of like t- at an arm's length pay attention to things that are going on in the sports world. Well, what's what I was thinking about was what's funny in a lot of like um, I mean you're like a horror movie sci-fi guy too. Like in old zombie movies and stuff. Like if they ever get like stuck in a bar, sometimes there's always like a game on in the background, you know. And you're like, wait oh, yeah. a minute, there wouldn't be a game on at all. Like this would be the stadium would be completely empty and everybody would be freaking out which is kind of uh where we're at now now marble racing i heard is uh enjoyable i have not checked out marble racing uh i saw yeah i think that the the only thing i really saw that's still going on now is a lot of racer like race car drivers are actually doing e-racing yeah and and, and, and competing against each other it's not official and of mm-hmm. course it's you know everyone has like the same equipment and and the cars are tuned the same and whatever but that's still i mean that's kind of cool uh to see that i think the the thing that i did uh, I've I've noticed, and and I think this is happening across the board. A lot of teams, a lot of sports are broadcasting and, and releasing old games. You know, yes, so like, yes, I watched uh, the other day, and this was actually a really good one. Um, I watched Mark Burley, the a former pitcher for the Chicago White Sox, one of my all time favorite players on mm-hmm. my favorite team uh he pitched a perfect game i don't know 10 years ago or so yeah um and they rebroadcast that which was awesome because a they took all the commercials out so it's not like you have to sit through the commercials oh, and cool. b mark burley is known for having been one of the most quick acting uh the way that he would deliver the ball he just worked really quickly on the mound so yeah like, every single one of his games is just like the shortest games ever yeah he's so not just like staring of that, off at, he's not staring at the batter and stuff he's actually just like He's literally throwing the ball. He's he's waiting for the batter to be set, and then he throws immediately. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, honestly, the whole thing was probably only like an hour and 15 minutes. I cried a little bit. I got a little goosebumpy. Aww. Maybe it's just the extreme isolation. It, I remember watching that game. I remember being so stoked about it uh, back then. So it was pretty cool to – to like to experience again but the funny thing about it was that i felt myself you know there's this there's this superstition that if somebody's throwing a perfect game or a no hitter in baseball you don't mention it you don't talk about it you don't say the words hitter perfect game any of that kind of stuff right i felt myself alone telling myself not to jinx it on a stream (laughs) of a perfect game that happened like over 10 years ago that's awesome man that's so good 
So that's now on YouTube. You can go watch that. Yeah. Um, the one other thing I'll say that I, that's pretty cool uh, in terms of free stuff is that the NFL, uh, they have something called Game Pass where you can go and watch like all sorts of old games. Mm-hmm. And it's normally a monthly service uh, subscription. Right now, it's actually free, I think, through the month of April. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. So if you go that. to game, gamepass.nfl.com, oh. uh, you can sign up and watch a bunch of all like tape. and They have all time like stuff. They have like old uh, Super stuff. Bowls and stuff like that. There's tons of stuff in there. Oh, wow. That's um, really cool. So that could be. Yeah, that could be a good little, good little time waster. You can Chromecast it or Apple TV. It watch it on the old the old television. I haven't gotten in any old Bears games yet. I did watch some just like film breakdown stuff mm-hmm. with uh, Brian Baldy Baldinger. Yeah, but uh, yeah, check that out if you're if you're a sports fan like we are. Yeah, any of those um, like old Inside the NFL or those um, you know those really old ones from the '80s. Those are always very very cool. Um, I watched. Uh, Game seven of the World Series 2016 Cubs was on Thursday night. ESPN yeah. was airing that. And then they had um, Kerry Wood throwing the no-hitter um, last night. That was on, I believe. So that's that's cool. Just yeah, had I saw that that was coming up. Throw that back to you. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then Dude, uh, I got a – oh, what do you got? No, I, I was just going to say also on top of that, uh, ESPN's been playing – I don't know if, if any of our fans listen to MMA but um, or watch MMA, but they've been doing a lot of classic UFC fights. Um they did the top 10 greatest fights last Saturday. So stuff like that. I mean, and it's fun. Sports are actually more fun than you'd think to watch over again. You know, I think a lot of people would disregard that. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you, brother. Yeah. I'm with you, brother. Brother? Brother? All right. Uh, all right. Well, you know what? So I, I we started a new segment a few weeks back, and mm-hmm. then we haven't really been able to have guests. And, and you know what? I just want to like, I just want to, I just want to throw some questions at you. I want to throw a couple two tree randos at you. Can I throw them back uh, at you afterwards? Or I want to hear. Yeah, sure. You know, yeah, since we're the only guests on the show today. I know exactly. Um, yeah, um, man. What do you got? So if you could be as good as you are as a bassist slash singer slash sex symbol that you are currently uh, on another instrument. What instrument would you choose? Wow, that's a really good question. Um, you know, I don't. I think I would do. I think it would be drums, man. I think drums because I'm I'm very very bad at drums. I mean, I can keep like a four on the floor, but to be like, um, I guess you'd call it competent on drums would be amazing. Just to be able to hold it down, jam with people. Um, you know, I've always talked about this to you is is that I, I wouldn't be a good drummer because I would probably lose some of my gear like I feel like I would lose bolts and I would lose hardware um, it's too much to keep track of but uh, that being said I think of all the of all the instruments I, I want to go to guitar but I think drums would would definitely be the one for me uh, what about you on that one man oh totally the same for sure I, you know I I consider myself a competent drummer but I I'm nowhere you know I'm nowhere I would say as good as as my my guitar skills are and and I've always ever since I was little I feel like I've been a guitarist or uh I, I should say a guitarist with drummer envy yeah you know like I've I've I in fact I almost started on drums but we just didn't have room for drums and where I grew up so I just kind of got a guitar um, yeah right but yeah for sure drums I just I don't know I there's it's 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 my favorite instrument to play that isn't guitar for sure. It's like a, it's like a whole workout. And you know what else is funny? Um, uh, I, I guess it was last time I was at the space by myself, you know, probably three weeks ago or whatever. Just I sat down on the kit for a minute, you know, and started playing. And it's kind of the one instrument you really have to warm up on. Like you really yep. have to warm up. Like like the more you play, let's say you play for 20 straight minutes, you'll be 20 minutes better than you were when you sat down. And I know that sounds kind of like simple, but I think like, you know, if you're, you know, you could sit down on a guitar and, and shred something real quick if you had to. But a drums is like something you got to really, you got to really warm up on, man. At least I, I feel that, you know. Um, so that's kind of a fun, 
it's kind of a fun one. Now, could I sing and play drums, or is that like a separate? Because I I want to be a drum and a drum and singer. Yeah, yeah, I I think so. I mean, you just get yourself a Phil Collins headset and you'll be good to go. That's all. I mean, that's I want to get one for the podcast, man. Just to do that, you know, just to be hands Dude. free. That would be hilarious. We should get some like gamer headsets, like with big neon lights and stuff on them to use instead. Oh yeah, man! Like a bright green one with like the yeah, purple exactly. lights. Oh yeah. All right. Uh, if you could get rid of any state in the United States, which one's going? Florida. Oh, same. That's e- that's. <laughs> I feel like that's the easiest one for sure. It's also kind of rude because I have family that lives down there. But um, oh, so do I. Totally. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I don't know. You know, uh, otherwise, maybe like one of those really tiny ones. You know, like, like I've never been to the Northeast, but I know there's like a bunch of little states up there, like, you know, Rhode Island or something like that. I'm not Rhode saying Island's Rhode Island's real tiny. Rhode Island's really a uh, really I'm sh- pretty place. I'm actually though, sure. So it's, I'm that. sure it's beautiful. Um, yeah. But you, you could kind of merge that land into something else if you had to, right? I feel that. Yeah, that, that's an easy one. Same. All, all bad things. That's hilarious. From no, when, uh, whenever uh, I think about that question, um, I think of that Bugs Bunny gif. Where he's oh exactly where he saws it off yeah Yeah. that's classic man so it's it's shaped like a big droopy dick for a reason man (laughs) all right last one and this is one that I had actually I don't remember it was like some you know it was more of like a uh, like job interview question list that I saw at one point but it's something that I've thought about and I don't really know what my answer would be so I'm curious to hear what you would say okay so um, you receive an elephant and you are not allowed to give it away or sell it okay what would you do with it. Um, so you either have to basically keep it or kill it. I would, I would assume, right? That's yeah. Um, I would, I would keep it. I mean, I'm a, I'm an animal guy. Uh, is it a baby elephant? Can we start as a no, baby? No, full, elephant? full size oh, it's already trained like, elephant. It's already like 3000 pounds, like 20 feet tall. Um, oh yeah. It's a giant fucking thing. Yeah, man. I, you'd have to keep it, you know? I mean, geez, I'd have to figure out a place for it. I guess I'd have to move that's out. That's what of I'm, sh- dude, that's that's the point of this this question. Yeah, what do I'm, you do? I'm looking across the street to like the vacant uh, condo building right now and I'm like, I bet I could fit it in there if I had to. Yeah. Yeah, you'd have to you'd have to buy yourself a nice barn or something. Um, yeah, I've, I mean, I, I don't know the migratory patterns of elephants, but I imagine those things need a lot of space, right? Yeah, yeah. So like, so what do you do? Do you like, are it's like, all right, I'm selling all my stuff and moving out to the country with my yeah. elephant now. Yeah, you would. Ha- I mean, if you can't give it away, and I wouldn't kill it, man, that would be terrible. So you, no, you, yeah, you'd have to. I'd have to sell all my 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 vintage jazz bass and try to find like a trailer for that thing or something. I don't know. Yeah, I can't imagine. I mean, it's not like it's the sort of animal that people eat. I don't know that I've ever heard of like elephant steaks or something. I don't like know. That, so. Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, it, if you could nourish a village with it, I would consider that. You know. Well, yeah. Because right. if you can't take care of something and it's miserable, then you know sometimes there's an argument to be had that maybe there's a better place for it. But um, but I would I would try to keep it, try to hang out with it, give it a cool name like Stampy or something like that. Stampy. <laughs> that's that's an old Simpsons episode. Do you remember that one? Oh man, Bart gets, you're totally Bart buys right. I an forgot elephant. about that. I forget what he he gets it at like an auction or something ridiculous. He gets an elephant and he's like, "This is Stampy," and it just lives in the backyard. <laughs> that reminds me of the one with Homer's the uh, train conductor. And yeah. then there's like there's a bunch of there's a bunch of rats yeah. living no, in, it's a in one of them. It's, goes, it's a possum, yeah. <laughs> he goes, I call the big one bitey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're hanging in like the control cabinet there. Oh, that's classic. Dude. Oh man, maybe I should go back to some Simpsons. It's been yeah. a while. I haven't watched that show. I, so I thought I saw something. You'd have to look it up, but I thought I saw something where someone's giving away a bunch of Simpsons stuff too. Um or it could just be Hulu. I'm not sure. Do you have Hulu? 
I do. I've got Hulu because yeah. I've got Spotify. Yeah, I think Hulu has all of the Simpsons episodes. Pretty sure. Well, boom. There we go. Good questions, man. I love those. Um, Couple two tree randos. Those are great, uh, man. Oh, got another man. question for you. Yeah. What do we uh, What do we got today for Dave's Docs? Dave's Docs. Um, you know, I was having a. This week really flew by. I don't know why. Um, but I was like, oh my god, I gotta, I gotta get a Dave's Doc in. And I remembered one uh, yesterday that is is actually one of my favorites. It's the history of the Eagles. Now I don't know if you're a big Eagles fan or not. Um, are you? I uh, you know I don't know that I I I, I own uh the, the greatest hits one and two and on compact disc yeah I like some of the songs a lot but I would not call myself a big Eagles fan I I, I think some of the songs are kind of badass and yeah. especially the like more rockin' Joe Walsh oh, centric dude. songs yeah Joe you know? Walsh was like. He was a blessing for that band. That was like when they were about to fall over. He was like, "All right, I'm just coming in and sweeping you up." Um, yeah, and then they started partying super hard. Yeah, so in 2013, uh, they came out with a movie called The History of the Eagles. Um, you can find it online. I can't remember where I watched it. I think it was Amazon or something. Um, but I, think, I feel like I've seen that on Amazon. Oh, I'm it's, pretty it, sure it's, right. it was on Netflix for a while, actually, like a few years ago. And um, a bunch of places. I don't know how that works, but they kind of pass it around. And um, anyways, it, it's on there if you look for it. It, great movie, man. I mean, it covers everything I like about a doc. You know, you start with the early years. Um, you know, they're playing with, um, oh, what is her name? This beautiful singer from the 60s. Hmm. Should the I just na- start Nan- Nancy Sinatra, Linda Ronstadt, no, the uh, Joan na- Baez, the name- Joni Mitchell? No. Um, oh, this is going to be good podcast content. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah, this is great. Yeah, I can't remember her name. But anyways, she's super talented. They were they were her backup band. And then they, they were hanging out with Jackson Brown, you know. So they were kind of in the mix of, like, that California scene. Sure. And uh, just really good, um, you know, just a really good story, man. And, like, they were kind of the quintessential. They lasted about 10 years. They partied super hard. Um, they had the internal struggles. You know, what it really came down to was Glenn Fry and Don Henley were, like, they wanted to be, like, the leaders of the band. Um, and then the rest of the band was like, all right, whatever, that works for a little while. And then once Fly, once Fry and Henley started kind of, you know, disputing ideas and, and battling a little bit, that's really when the band fell apart. Um, so, you know, they, they knew there could never be, like, five five songwriters in a band all trying right. to be the boss. You know what I mean? Queen kind of, or the only example I can come up with that actually, yes, for a while at least, collectively, yeah, I I think a few bands have done it. People could argue like the Beatles kind of did that, but the Beatles really were only a band for you know a few years technically on that songwriting level, you know, right. Um, But the one thing that stuck out to me was they had this uh, bass player. I think his name was like Randy Meisner or something, and he did the um, what did he do? The he did the I can't tell you why song. I think. I don't know. No, man. no, that was the uh, that was the new bass player. Anyways, they had a, they had a song where he had to sing like this really high pitched part at the end. You've heard the song a million times. It's like one of their one of their classics. And he basically just is like, I don't want to sing this anymore. And they're like, Well, you can't. You know. Um, yeah. I think it's oh oh it's the end of Take It to the Limit. Okay. It, you know where it's like wee and like the outro and there's like this For really sure. high pitched falsetto. Well, that was the bass player. And he's like, guys, you know, this worked in the studio, like when we were, you know, hanging out and like that was that one time thing. We play it live. He's like, I'm not comfortable singing this part. I don't want to sing this part anymore. And they basically kicked him out of the band because of that. And that was kind of wow. like 
where the band kind of stopped for a second. And then, uh, and then they kind of, they, they got rid of him. They got the new bass player who came in and he wrote, um, another huge song that was, uh, that you've heard. They they have so many hits, man. It really is unbelievable. If you go through the, the Eagles list of singles, it's unreal. It's weird. I feel like so much, cause there is a lot of just vitriol against the Eagles in, in society and in the world. I feel like it's very common to hear people say like, fuck the Eagles. It's because and of the, I see, the dude, man. It's the big Lebowski. Yeah, like, I know, it, right? It's so weird how many people have taken that opinion on just because of a funny quote from one of my favorite movies of yeah, all time. Same here. You know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, Dude, that was a good one. I uh, yeah. I don't know if I'm ever gonna watch that because sure. I think it's long, right? It's a, it's a long one, isn't yep. it? Yep. Yeah. It was. It was at least. It was over two hours for sure. Yeah. Well, I don't know why I had it in my head that it was like four hours or some shit. But I think there's another I part, but I I didn't. I don't know. It, yeah. it it the whole two hours that I watched was the very beginning until they broke up, and then I don't know. I think there might be another segment where they kind of get back together and do some stuff, but you know, who really gives a shit about that? You know. By the way, before we get uh, into my riff library pick for this week, I want to quickly mention that you sang, mentioning the bassist and the high harmonies and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, this morning, I was listening to Van Halen 2. Oh. And man. I have like, that record. Yeah. Yeah. And listen to the bass parts and the vocal harmonies yep. that he sings. Like, I think I, we must have talked about this at some point or another on the show, but seriously, Michael Anthony, most underrated so bass player underrated. of that so- era. Yep. By far. By far, man. I mean, really cool, really, really interesting, but still sort of foundational bass parts that he was playing all the time. And then just seriously, those vocal harmonies are all over all of these huge hits, and he fucking nails them. Is he, I mean, is he, singing, them on, is he singing them on the records, or is it, or oh, is yeah. it DLR? Okay, cool. Oh, cool. yeah. No, that's 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 Michael Anthony. I don't oh, know wow. that. I don't, I don't know that I believe that dlr could have sung a lot of the wow. stuff that he did i believe it man i believe it um oh by the way that name just came to me linda rodstead who was ah uh, yes of. they were her backup band for a while and i, I did want to ask you one follow-up question yeah. to that idea that goes along with what you were saying about um the bassist who wrote the part that was too hard for him to ever go back and sing have you ever had a situation or ever thought about a situation when when you're writing a song where you go boy this fucking sounds perfect i don't ever want to have to like perform this live you know, that kind of situation? Oh, I would say that's probably more often than not that's what happens. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I guess my my project right now, I'm lucky enough to be in a situation where there is a dedicated lead singer and, and I al- almost always like his voice better than mine anyway. So like, it's just like, yeah, I'll write this and then you've got to sing it, dude. Um, mm-hmm. You know, looking back through like past bands and stuff where mm-hmm. I've either been the singer or like the sort of co-singer like I was in Volcanoes, like... Yeah, there were a lot of times where it was just like, man, I, I, we got this down, and like, I, I can play this really cool guitar part, and then I've got this vocal part, but I, I'm not talented enough as a vocalist to be able to do both of these things at the same time. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah. But it, it comes back to a conversation we've had a lot uh, on this show, and just in person, and in general is that this like I separation between creating a record and treating it as its own yes. unique entity versus like m- thinking that, okay, everything that I record, I have to perfectly produce live. Yeah. And I feel like we both kind of fall on the side of preferring the, the it album can be to two be different things. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. And well, that was the interesting thing about the Eagles was that they, they sounded almost identical to the records playing live because they had like, you know, five or six guys playing at the same time. They could, they could do all those parts. They could do those, live four-part harmonies 
I mean, that's just, you know, it's insane. So, you know, uh, for that guy, the poor guy wrote that part and he was like, I don't ever want to sing this again, but yeah, that's tough. But that's also kind of your job, you know? So it's like, well, if that's what you got to do, you got to do it. That's why he got fired. Um, so what do you got for us? What do you got for us for, uh, little riff library this week uh well this week i am going to draft off of your dave's doc from last week because after talking about harry nilsson i definitely busted out my original pressing of harry nilsson's nilsson schmilson oh released in 1971 and gave that uh gave that a pretty nice listen um Man, I you know I I've always loved that record. It's this sort of talking about it kind of forced me to go back and learn some things about it. So just give you a little bit a little bit of background. Please it came out in 1971. It was Harry Nilsson's seventh record. Oh yeah, which is kind of crazy that this was by far like not even close, way more popular and successful than any of anything else he had done. Mm-hmm. Um, it was th- and I don't understand this, and maybe I guess the timing was different back then. But it came out in 1971. In 1973, it was nominated for Album of the Year uh, mm. at the Grammys. That's weird. It actually won uh, Male Pop Vocal Performance for "Without You," um, which I did not know. Uh, so many crazy good players on this record i mean uh klaus vorman herbie herbie flowers jim keltner mm-hmm. um and one thing i'll say is that you know i've got this original pressing it's it's in actually really nice condition and i and just looking at it made me again realize what some of the things i love about vinyl and, and, and especially old records just the attention to detail with the way that it's laid out it's it's you know it's kind of just a it's literally a picture of him in a bathrobe on the cover but there's still something very just uh well constructed about it mm-hmm. all of the um information on the liner notes on the back are all handwritten and it just looks really cool Ooh, um yeah. and it has and i still have it had it originally came with like the cover which is just harry in his bathrobe it's a full-length poster of him in that okay. outfit and the inside and i've still got that so that's pretty cool oh hell yeah man um, i didn't even know you had that so when i brought it up last week you didn't mention it. I was like, oh, oh yeah. I didn't know you had some Harry Nilsson yeah, in, the, in the mix there. I'm not surprised oh, yeah. anyways. I've seen your collection. It's it's incredible. Um, I mean, that's, that record just has like, I, I honestly, I think that because I've had that album for a long time, I, I, I'm pretty sure that when I got it, I just assumed it was like a greatest hits collection or something mm-hmm. because it has because all the all songs <laughs> that I had ever heard yeah. on there. It's I mean, obviously, we already mentioned Without You, which won a Grammy and is oh, a huge hit. That song is I didn't know so um, that song is a cover. Or I should say his version of he it. He didn't write that song? I, didn't he, know I know. Is, dude, is that not... That's is ironic. That, is that not ironic? He wrote he is so known. many songs for people. That's crazy. He is known for being a songwriter, yeah. and his major, big, huge hit was written by someone else. Written by Badfinger. Um, which that in itself Wait. was ironic to me, in that didn't, the song that launched them into success, Come and Get It, yep. was written by Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney. And, and Paul McCartney well, was a fan of Nilsson, so it's like... A full triangle circle, right? Total, there. total incestuous triangle of, wow. of of pop song. I did not know that, man. That's really interesting. And you know, I was listening again. I, I listened to it again this morning, and um, I we I, in fact, I think we mentioned last week how "Jump in the Fire" is just one of my favorite songs of yeah. all time. And that was actually a single, which surprises me. I didn't realize that. Um, but you know, "Coconut" I think is a song that a lot of people <laughs> probably would know, and uh-huh. it's almost as kind of like. I'd always sort of viewed it as this like throwaway thing, but man, I was just sitting and listening to yep. it and it sounds really good. Just the way that it was produced. I think it was, Oh, I should have written it down. I think it was like, they did it in like 
I want to say Trinity Studios, maybe in London. They did it in a couple really like, huge studios in London and level. LA. Yeah, huge yeah. production level, tons of amazing players on all the songs. Yeah. I, I think you know, I, Harry himself is probably the only person that's on every track on that record. It's very much like it's a just all singer songwriter record. So um, I'm trying to think if that was the the record in the film, um, but basically he was getting like a little more famous. And so they just locked themselves. He said he locked himself in a studio with like 20 guys. And he, the, the, some of the musicians were in, you know, doing the interviews in the film and they were basically saying, we didn't know like when the party was going or when we were actually supposed to be recording. The whole thing was like this total wish wash blur. And that came out of it, I guess. Yeah, probably. <laughs> so- I mean, it was the seventies. So, you know, amazing record. I highly recommend anybody. If you haven't ever checked it out, go give it a listen. Nilsson Schmilson. It's on Spotify. I think there's a remastered version. Um, you know, pretty tough to get, uh, to get your hands on some, some vinyl and such right now, which we'll, we'll come back to a bit later, but, sure. um, definitely give that a listen if you can. It sounds really good on Spotify. I checked it out there oh, too. Yeah. So Harry Nilsson, Nilsson Schmilson. Love it, man. Uh, I'm just going to keep it on moving, brother. Uh, we're going to go over to Future Gear. Okay. A couple things to check in on, on here. Uh, so uh, April 1st, which I don't remember what day of the week that is, but it's in a couple days here. It's uh, Thursday, good buddy, There you go. Our good buddy Johnny from Daredevil Pedals is releasing a brand new pedal called Hype. And uh, I'm excited for it because I um, helped him out a little bit and made a little, uh, little, bit, of a, little bit of a video to go along with it. I don't know when he's going to put that out there, but hopefully I would guess over the next couple days. I hope that can, I hope, on hype. I hope that gets out to the masses, dude. I think that was brilliantly done. Uh, we won't say too much, but I was, <laughs> I, I thought it was great, man. I mean, it was, Thanks, man. I knew, I knew what I wanted to do, but I didn't write a script or anything like that. I kind of just like improvised a few times yeah. and then, um, and then because I'm by myself, like just like go and then look at the camera and Oh shit. My head was halfway chopped off. And then, you know, <laughs> right. Do it again. Um, but the, but the one I shared with you and that Johnny's going to yeah. use, um, it's, uh, that was the last take. And, uh, you know, I think, I think we got, we got some good content out there for the world. Yeah. So check out the hype pedal. It's, uh, now hype. is, is he just, how, do, do, can we talk about how it's going to work? Is he, is he releasing it on the first? Is he just going to announce it on the first? Like, cause I know he's been promoting it for the last couple months. Yeah, honestly, I don't, I don't know exactly how that's going to work. I, obviously everyone's really, extra uh, careful with how they're shipping and packaging and, and sending things right now. I would yeah. imagine that you're going to be able to buy it from him directly. And, yeah. you know, obviously we know he's going to take the proper precautions to make sure that oh, sure. shit doesn't uh, go sideways with it. But I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I would say check out daredevil pedals on Instagram and probably uh, on the, uh, the old Facebook as well. And I'm sure there's going to be more detail there, but nice. get hyped for some hype. Nice. Uh, keeping it in our friends here, uh, another new product coming out soon that I think was just officially announced. Uh, good friend Balthazar Delay from Balthazar Amps is yeah. putting out his beautiful, absolutely stunning Cabaret 13 amplifier on oh, May wow. 1st. No way. That's great, man. Yeah, dude. Uh, we've talked about it a bit on the show before. I helped him out um, with a little bit of beta testing right. a few times, uh, making some tweaks, doing a little bit of listening, a little bit of playing. Um also uh, ex- excited to announce that I'm going to be doing a little bit of content for that amp as well, um, which is going to be making its way onto the interwebs. Uh, don't know exactly when because who knows um, when anything's happening at this point. Um, but check out Balthazar Amps. I mean, honestly, yeah. I don't know of a better boutique builder. I've played, I don't know, all of the boutique amps, and his 
easily stand shoulder to shoulder with all of them. And in yep. fact, in some ways, I think are even cooler, especially, I mean, oh my God, the aesthetics and the cosmetics of these things. They like, look they look he, way cooler than any Is there a cooler amp. looking amp than no, any of his amp? I mean, he really captures that kind of like Britishy, vintagey look, you know, but like new and fresh. I don't know. I, I love it, man. Well, yeah. And I mean, it's, it's very much in the Selmer thing and, and like, that's where it started and that's kind of where he got the, the sort of general aesthetic from, but it has definitely evolved into his own Balthazar thing. And I, I don't know, man, I just, I am so stoked on the Cabaret 13. It's kind of, we've talked about it on the show before. It's like a, basically very similar to a Vox Cambridge, not the new solid state, but of course a sixties two yeah, amps. Right. Um, perfect little like pick up and go amp with you know it can it can get loud for sure but then after a certain point it just starts to get crunchy beautiful reverb and trem built in i i mean i'm so stoked on this thing i can't wait to get one and, and i will definitely be uh be putting out some some of the old the old video content around it on the old internet here I'll, soon. i'll be honest too man i think i think in the realm of boutique slash vintage slash custom amps i mean his price point is right there so you know it's not like uh this crazy expensive thing you know oh totally comparable to yeah. any of the other sort of yeah you know your your dr z's and tone mm-hmm. kings and and uh swart and mm-hmm. Bertel. like there are there are a number of victoria and in fact and yeah. even some of those like he actually comes in even a little bit cheaper a lot of the time that's too. what i'm saying like it's actually like if you're looking at any of that other stuff definitely definitely check out balthazar amps for sure yeah, man. So uh, we'll we'll do a little bit more, a little more pushing once that comes around. I'm sure I'll repost the video and all that sort of stuff once once it's out there. Um, let's see. Oh yeah, moving right along here. Um, one thing I want to add is that um, there's a lot of free stuff out there in the world right now. Mm-hmm. We talked about some of it last week, um, and I had an idea. I want to see what you think about this. I'm thinking maybe I just add another another whole section of the website and I, and, and start posting links to these free things for people to download. I love that. that, Should should we do that? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. That's a really good idea. I can't believe we didn't think of that sooner. That's fantastic. Yeah. I just kind of had that thought this morning as I was going through like, Oh, I have actually downloaded and used a bunch of this stuff. Like, well, we've been, we've been tagging resource. Yeah. We've been tagging them, but it's, it's cool to have it all in one, in one hub on the website. That would be great, man. Yeah. So I think probably by the time we put this episode out tomorrow on Monday, I will have built out a, a site uh, on the site. I'll put I'll post links somewhere. I don't know what it's going to be. It'll probably be like gearbudspodcast.com slash free Rona shit or something. I wanted um, to say uh, I wanted to say thank you for the neural stuff. Uh, oh that, yeah, man. Yeah. So um, did you check it out? I haven't had a chance to check it out. I got everything downloaded. It was kind of towards the end of my uh, recording session for the day, so I was kind of like, oh, I'll dig this yeah. in. So I think today I'm going to go check that out. But I got the iLock um, activation you know, uh, login and everything like that. So, um, my man, yeah, I'm excited to, uh, and you know, I figured out how it works with GarageBand, which is, you know, I think some of our listeners probably do use GarageBand. So I think it's good to, to know that those are compatible with, you know, some of the cheaper free, um, software out there. Yeah, totally. So that's one that I wanted to mention, neuraldsp.com slash downloads. Again, I'm going to put all this stuff on the website, so cool. you'll be able to get links to the stuff. I think it's like 14-day trials on those right now. And I've used – I use the Pliny uh, plugin of theirs. I've used the um, – the dark glass. Did you get the dark glass uh, one? I was I was going to ask you because I want to. Well, try that I did first. like a year or so ago before it was actually free now. So I've got that already, and it sounds awesome. Dude, you were ahead of the dark glass curve, man, because I hadn't heard about those guys in like probably in the last eight months. I've been hearing about them like crazy. 
you know, honestly, it's because I, I, I think I listen to a lot more heavy music than you do. And it's just like become this almost de facto thing now. Yeah. It's like if you if you play bass in a heavy or like a metal band and you don't have something dark class, it's Dude, like, what are you even doing? What bro? are you even doing? You know, it's uh, I don't know what you know, if it's if it's just, um, in, you know, the word of mouth thing or if it's actually their marketing, but they're doing a hell of a job right now. They are everywhere. So and I, well, they sound really good and they're not expensive. No, that's, that's the other part of it. No. They're solid state. So they don't, you don't have to charge Ampeg tube prices, you know? Yep. yep. And you get that tube tone, which is, you know, Tubey tones. all about it or not. You just get that like super nasty distortion yeah. tone, but then you still got the bass in there and it yeah, doesn't man. get all filtered out. I think they figured um, it out. Those guys figured it out for sure. They cracked the code. Yep. It happens sometimes. So a couple other things I want to quickly mention, we're not going to get too deep in all these again. Cause I just want to, I want to actually put them on the site so people can get, but if you, if you're interested in any of this stuff, Apple also announced that they've made final cut pro, which is their video editing software as well as logic pro X uh, free for, I think 90 days, which nice. is amazing. Those are expensive professional, full-featured piece of software that you can use um the one that i did actually spend some time with uh, arturia has released the ispark uh which is their the spark is their drum machine it's an actual hardware unit mm-hmm. the ispark is the plug-in or ipad version of that for free and it's a full-featured drum machine with sequencing different sounds all sorts of presets and if you have an ipad you can go download that for free i think awesome. it used to be like 20 bucks or something like that that's cool you get to keep unfortunately it. it's, like, d- it's an app or whatever it's not a subscription yeah you keep it oh that's cool. totally yeah and it unfortunately it doesn't work on the phone i think there are ways around that to like sort of hack your phone to run ipad apps it is ipad only um but man if you got an ipad there is no reason not to download that right now we've already talked about the the moog app that came out yep. um same deal this one sounds this is actually i mean there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff out there that maybe you'll download and like try it once and never use it i think for me at least this iSpark, this is an app that i will use regularly it's it's a great sort of drum machine tool it makes your ipad a drum machine and you can do all sorts of cool stuff with it it's fun and it that's, sounds really good that's awesome man i mean i think anything at this time it's anything we can play with even if it's for 10 minutes is is just awesome you know any ideas that we can throw out there to people is great. yeah man a couple more uh, uh in terms of software that's free uh company called audio modern uh, i downloaded this one and checked it out it's um they don't it's a they released a free filter plugin um, okay and, but it's a what it does it sort of allows for motion uh, a motion filter so you know like on a say like on a synthesizer or something you've got the cutoff frequency knob and you turn that it goes like real low to real high you can build that in you can create these motion patterns essentially through via filters i don't think i'm doing a good job explaining it go to the audiomodern.com website and check it out it's a free plugin it sounds really cool it's a really cool creative tool i will be using it Um, another one is a company from a company called hornetplugins.com they released um i don't even know it's got a goofy name it's like the hornet sw34 blah 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 Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's 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 an eq plugin for free again um that's based on an 80s ssl eq which is kind of for a lot of things that's kind of my go-to yeah man when i'm when i'm eqing stuff and it's free it's very useful very musical uh super easy to use uh, it has like high and low pass uh it has shelves built in there it has the things that you'd want to do sort of like most common eq tasks in mixing or recording and it sounds good i checked it out um super awesome for free hornetplugins.com that's great i'll again i'll put the link on the website um a bunch of other stuff. Don't need to get into all that right now, but they're, those are the ones that I've checked out. And again, um, once we have the link created for the site, I'll get it on all the socials. We'll, you, I can send it to you to repost on the Facebook and all that good stuff. You are doing God's work right now, my friend. I'm telling you. Oh, Just finding I'm, this stuff. Do you get emails about this stuff or do you search for it? How do you, how do you hear about a lot of this? 
it's it's kind of a hodgepodge. I I my my Facebook is such now that I've despite having I don't know around two thousand friends, I think I've probably unfollowed like <laughs> oh, yeah. 1,994 <laughs> of them. Sure. So pretty much most of my Facebook feed, I just have kind of curated to like Synthtopia, different different uh, synth guitar recording blogs and, mm-hmm. and uh, publications. And so I've been getting a lot that way. Um, checking like gear sluts and, and the gear page, I've been seeing stuff there. I do get emails about some of this stuff from like Neural. They, they, I got that via email because I'd already been on their email list because I already had some of their products. Um, they're, they're, it's just been this sort of hodgepodge and I, and I don't know of a good sort of like centralized resource for it currently. So I figure might as well just kind of create one and that's where uh, that idea is going to. That's awesome, man. Yeah, that's, that's really cool, man. I think there's a lot of people who don't know, you know, where to look or maybe they're not subscribed to the right things. So I think, uh, I think you're helping a lot of people out with that. That's awesome. Right on brother. Uh, last thing I want to get into, uh, this was, um, kind of a, an interesting experience over the past couple days. So black market droid Smith, my new band, we were kind of just like blindsided by this, just like everyone else right now, mm-hmm. but we were in this process of really starting to record, get our music ready. We, were, we had to cancel our first couple of gigs. Like yeah. we were about to start kind of doing, doing a bunch of stuff and, and, you know, had to press pause on that. So I know Mark and I are both definitely feeling like we want to be creative still and, and keep things moving. So he actually had the idea why don't we try to kind of collaborate on some some of our songs live via streaming back and forth and then put these videos on the internet. Um, so we've been kind of testing some different things out, trying a few different things. We actually, we got it set up where we could hear each other and record at the same time. And it was a little complicated because I'm recording on my computer and my phone. You guys are trying to do things going at once. Like uh, real time? We were trying to do real time and um, create it as like sort of like a live stream concert thing. Yeah, I've been. Um, wanting, it wasn't I, really. I wouldn't want to talk about that actually because I see a lot yeah. of people doing it. And yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, but, no, uh, it's all good, man. Uh, yeah. I just feel like so where we got with it wasn't. Um, I will say it wasn't really up to my personal uh, standards. It, okay, I didn't. Th- we uh, there. Are, okay, so. Maybe next, maybe next week we can talk in, about some of the solutions that are out there. Mm-hmm. I will say that right now we haven't found any any that really totally work for what we're trying to do while have video recording, audio recording, and then have it still all sound good and not be out of sync with each other. Yeah. So what we ended up doing is basically just I um, – just like I normally would set up, I'm, I'm doing it all with Kemper just to keep it all direct and make it easy. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got that set up how I normally would for recording and then use my, just use my iPhone to, um, to track the video. Yeah. And what I did was instead of using headphones, I had uh, the audio coming through my speakers, which is fine because I'm using Kemper. It's direct. I'm not getting any feedback. So you've got two steps, like you got the monitors and you also have um, the direct going. Correct. And, yep. and I'm not recording through the monitors, obviously right. just recording direct. But what that allowed me to do is also have the click coming out of the monitors, so mm-hmm. that when I'm recording, not only am I recording to click, so it's actually usable for both of us. What that does when Mark gets the, the audio file for me and the video file, he can sync himself to yeah. the click that's coming out of the, the video side. But we're not going to use any of the audio from that. We're only using the audio from the actual direct the recording direct. side of it. Sure. So we were able to get, I mean, I don't know when we're going to put it out. Actually, he might have just already put it out today. Uh, we, <laughs> okay. we, re, we recorded a video. And so for one of our Fuck songs, yeah. we just did a little collaboration with me, electric guitar, 
little fuzz pedal, you know, a little Dude. harmonic percolator in the house and him singing along to it. And then um, I've, I recorded video of me doing during that performance. And you can see that it is the actual same performance because, like, I actually have the waveforms going behind me. So you can see on the screen that it is. Yeah, right. You know, I'm not just, like, playing along. It's live. Yeah, yeah. And, and then he he did his own Mark thing because he's way more creative visually and all that stuff than me. And, like, he sang along to it. And then um, I also just randomly – because again i'm still getting good at um you know recording video of myself with no one else around i kind of like the way i had it framed it kind of cuts my head off a little bit okay so then i just went and um recorded a video of my face from like the front facing <laughs> camera just like making faces and so now that's going to be just, like, like uh, in the corner of the like react reaction shots kind of thing no, I did it to complete silence. So I didn't want it to be a reaction. I just like started making <laughs> weird faces and recorded it for a few minutes. And Hell yeah, Mark dude. figured out a way to work it in. Oh, that's um, beautiful, man. But this is so. This is that's been my experience. Yeah. It's been it's been fun. It, it's good. We're gonna keep trying to do it. But I think it makes me want to ask you. And I feel like this is sort of the point here. Like this this sort of larger question in this idea right now, which is. Do you believe that it is worth releasing new music right now during all this shit? Yeah, that's a really good question, man. And, you know, I didn't even think about it until you asked just now. But I but I have been thinking about it, I guess, in the back of my mind. And I I think it's almost like there's an asterisk like there's like a it's like was recorded during Corona quarantine 2020, you know, that sort of thing where you're like, it doesn't have to be your best stuff. But I think if people are putting out content and creativity, um one, there's no reason why you could never go back and redo those songs in a real studio, you know, when this shit stops. Um, but two, I think, yeah, I think it, I think it's, you can absolutely be putting out new music. I, I see a lot of people record, like re-recording old performances, stuff like that. Um, that's what I was working on with some guys this week, actually, when you sent me the, uh, those keys for the dark glass stuff is that, you know, we were all working on stuff, but I'm basically, I'm doing it much more simple where I'm recording, you know, a bass part to a click, then I'm sending it to my drummer who's going to add drums probably via, you know, MIDI drums and then send that back. And then we're kind of passing around wave files, mm-hmm. you know, and then try to sync everything up at the end. Um, you know, I, so yes, I think you should absolutely be release, releasing new music right now. I mean, it could, it could be like a whole new style if you really think about it. Well, okay, wait, let me, let me ask you this. So that, that, that makes total sense to me. And I completely agree. I was a little on the fence about that at first, but now that I've actually been doing it myself, I'm like, yeah, of course we should just put it out. Just do it. But I'm, what about, what about say, say you're, 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 you know, more of a, an established act and you already right. had a record in the can that was right. supposed to come out right now that you were then of course oh. going to be going out touring in support of and all, okay. that, all that shit. Like, that's what, you're what do you think about? Well, th- I mean, that's, that's one of the things, you yeah. know, I'm just curious. What do you think? Like if, what about if you have a record that you were already planning on releasing in the month of April with like, and then tour touring support and to support stuff. it. Right. That's a, do really, you think that's a really it makes sense question. to put that out now or should people wait? Like what's, what's your perspective on that? man, it, I'm torn because I, I understand why you would release a record, have the hype, and then you come to that city and then you, you know, you have more fans, you have something to promote. Whereas, you know, we don't know how long this thing's going to last. So if your record was released a year ago and now you're touring in support of it, does that hurt you? Some, mm-hmm. a lot of people would say yes. Um, but man, people are so hungry for content right now. You know what I would do if I had a, if I had a record in the can that I did and I spent all this money on, and uh, I, I would try to do versions of those songs. Mm, that's hard. I, you would have to release a single or two, right? Yeah. And then maybe do versions of those songs. Try to coast on those for a little while. Um, but you, I don't know if you could release like a whole record right now. 
That's right? yeah. Did I, I just know, contradict this, the shit out of myself? No, not at all. And I, I think you honestly, that's exactly where I kind of landed too. I, I, there was a, I think it was actually on gear sluts. Man, I don't remember. It was one of the, one of the big gear blogs, mm-hmm. um, and the f- message boards. Um, there was a thread going on about this and I, I feel like the sort of pros were all sort of the same thing. It's like, you know, people who are putting music out like DJs or radio hosts or whatever, they've got more time to be going through stuff. Um, so, you know, in theory, more people have more time to listen to things like Spotify, yep. looking for entertainment, they're bored. Um, you know, cons that I saw, you know, there are the festivals, parties, raves, wherever your music comes out, like that shit's not happening right nope. now. Yep. Um, there's so much virus news out in the, in, in the, just in the world right now that it's kind of drowning out oh, new music releases. For sure. The algorithm is like, if you, if it says COVID-19 on the algorithm, like you're getting bumped right to the top of like whatever news feed, you know? Yeah, exactly. And then I, to me, the thing that I think is probably most prevalent and we'll get into why is this idea that, you know, for a lot of people, uh, many people are either sort of, um, fearful of losing their job or already have. So maybe they're not spending as much on non-essential things like music when they've got to buy, you know, hand sanitizer and food and stuff like that. Dude, uh, Um, hundred percent, man. They were, they were just talking about, um, kind of like a side tangent, but you know, there's like supposed to be this big UFC fight uh, in a couple weeks in April, and Dana yeah, White, Dana White's, Dana White's the president, and U- keeps trying to say yes that we're UFC gonna do is it. like we're going to do it. We got to make it happen. Well, I mean, that's fine if he wants to do that because, like, on paper, you could be like, okay, that's going to be the biggest viewed event ever. But if you do pay per view and you don't do like ESPN, nobody's going to spend eighty bucks to to watch your pay per view and or you know to go to like your virtual concert or whatever whatever you could call it right now you know what i mean so people are holding on to their money for sure um so that's well, a that, that's yeah, a really good i point. mean that's a really complicated thing too i mean i know you're a ufc guy i'm not but i also feel like in every instance that i've seen dana white's been kind of on the wrong side of history he just seems to me generally seems like the kind of dude that i wouldn't um necessarily see eye to eye with so sure. yeah i, I, I mean, tend to I, I tend to feel like being cautious right now and not getting in a ring and sharing blood and fluids with one another is probably a smart thing to do. But again, I get it. Like most viewed entertainment, blah, blah, blah. There are, there are two sides to it for sure. Well, one, like, yeah, all bias aside about the sport. I'm, I'm talking about more like, you know, virtual events or anything that somebody would have to pay to have access to, like buying an album. Totally. Um, right now, you know, I don't think people, I think people are trying to support the people they love, but I think worldwide, you know, I don't know if people are, are, are spending a lot of money on stuff. You know what well, I mean? Well, dude, check this out. Last week was, since the since the 60s, the worst re- record for album sales and streams, again, since the 60s. In six decades, last week was the worst that it's been. And which, you know, that's obviously since kind of like the dawn of rock and roll and popular consumption of music and album sales and all that sort of stuff. So this the I, I pulled two statistics on this. Streaming, which I thought logically, rationally, that should go up to me, mm-hmm. right? People have more time to be sitting around listening to Spotify. I know I've just had it on more often than I would. Obviously, I'm listening to records too, but you know, I'm sitting around. I'm going to stream some Spotify, check out some new artists. Globally, streaming was down 7.6% last week. It, it went down. Really? And not only that, album sales you know, the like physical and digital sales went down 27.6%. 
Wait, so more than a quarter of sales went were dropped last week. Do you mean streaming, like as in like pay pay streaming, or just free? All stream, all measured streaming in this wow. study. I think it was on Billboard.com. The all the things that they normally measure for streaming numbers down a total of seven point six percent last wow, week. Wow, that's interesting. And sales over 27.6%. percent. I could see like, that. Those are scary numbers. It is scary for, for this industry. Scary. So it's like yeah. I know we've kind of harped on this already, and like a lot of our friends are feeling this this shitty time right now not having gigs anymore but yeah. like it's not it's not even just the it's not even just the support crews and the tech teams and all that sort of stuff or the you know the staff and the venues it's also the artists themselves are just not making anything right now through this yeah. so i guess you know i don't i don't feel like i have a very good sort of solution or anything other than you know if you are in a position where you can um, where you can support your favorite artists, try to do that directly, you mm-hmm. know, buy it from them on their website or through Bandcamp. I, I saw that um, we mentioned last week Bandcamp was doing a thing where 100% of proceeds were going to artists for one day. They they raised $4.3 million that day. Wow. But that is amazing. So if you are in a position financially where you're secure and you can handle yourself and you can still support your artists, you know, definitely do that. Um, I saw that they pushed Record Store ba- Day back to June 20th. So, okay. that's you know, um, that's that's a huge infusion of money into the record industry every April. And yeah. now we're not going to have that until June. So if you can support, you know, I know for instance, like reckless, which is my favorite record store anywhere or, but specifically here in Chicago, they are still mailing things out. So if you can do that, why not? You know, if yeah. you, if you feel, feel, if you feel comfortable with that, try to support these people as much as you can. And I then agree. Um, one last thing I'll say about that is that, um, well, I feel like the, the, the naysayers might say, well, pay artists more, which, again, we're talking about Spotify right here. What they have committed is that they're actually going to be matching um, charity donations up to $10 million right now uh, for um, support of the entertainment uh, world and, and the arts and that sort of thing. So cool. if you do, if it, you know, if you are able to donate to these types of organizations right now, Spotify will match that. Uh, and then also they're doing this other thing now where um, basically they're allowing, and this kind of ties into some other stuff we've talked about in the past, but they're allowing artists through their Spotify band page, band page now to set up um, sort of, I don't know if it's like GoFundMe or however they're going to do it. But like basically, a link to it. Yeah, now you can through Spotify. I don't know if it's released yet, but they will be releasing through Spotify's web and desktop interface. You can then now through band pages actually have sort of like fundraising and, and that sort of thing set up so you can support the artist directly that way as well. Do you know if that Bandcamp thing was only for like one day? It was one day. It was Friday. The, yeah, I remember uh, when they know, did 23rd that. Third or something. Man, I feel like couldn't they just do like two or three more days? Maybe. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure they will. You know, you know. this isn't going away anytime soon. So yeah. they're still a business that needs to support themselves financially yeah. too. You know, they've got their own overhead and costs. Sure. Um, but I, you know, any anything like that, I'm happy to see, even if it is only one day. Yeah, and they me give too. Up me too. Four point three, because you know, Bandcamp is not typically making four point three million dollars a day. That was just because there was this huge focus on yeah. that day. Everyone knew to go support your artists that right. on that on that day so i don't know i don't know if those are publicly known figures but there's no way they come close to selling that much a day on, yeah. a, on a normal basis so no that's cool great. that they did that that is really cool that they did that that was kind of out of nowhere i started seeing it seeing a local uh, bands on instagram and stuff popping up with like you know buy buy our track today or buy the record today and you know we get 100 percent of the profits and you know that was just uh so cool to see man 
yeah, man. So I don't know. I feel like um, that's a that seems like a pretty decent place for us to wrap it up. Uh, Alrighty. You know, it's I'll I'll say it's a little bittersweet because next week that's episode fifty, and that's a huge landmark for us, and that's something that we've had kind of circled on the calendar for a long time. We had some really exciting guests and some things planned for that, which obviously no longer can happen since we're observing proper social distancing and, and staying at home. So yeah, um, we'll know. figure something out. I don't know. We'll maybe do a little brainstorm session to make this a little little yeah. zazzier, a little something extra special for the folks. Um, big one next week, man. Really yeah. excited about that. I love really, it, man. Um, um, really happy you're doing good. I'm happy to hear you're healthy. I'm glad you're healthy you're too, good. my man. I, I really am. I hope uh, I hope you're doing okay hunkered down over there. I uh, hope Sophie's doing good and everything and you guys are hanging out. Yeah, she's out, really so. sick of my shit, you know. She, <laughs> I bet she's she currently She's currently snoring on the on a blanket next nice. to me. But, Perfect. Um, yeah, so uh, good, good app, brother. Um, All right, man. Stay safe out there. Stay yeah, healthy. Too. Send me some files when you got them, and uh, we'll get this bad boy out tomorrow. All right. Sounds good. All right. Peace. All right. Talk to you later.